I've been asked if there are any dangers in praying for revival. I've already defined revival as a, a special divine moving, a movement of the sovereign God visiting his people with overwhelming power, demonstrating to them his glory and through them his power that builds up his church and brings uh, sinners, usually in multitudes, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, there are two great extremes here. There are people who deny that there's such a thing as praying for revival. They despise that. Some people say, where we are in prophecy, there'll never be another movement before the, the Lord Jesus comes. There's be nothing between us and the rapture, therefore we don't need to pray for revival. Well, by the same logic, you shouldn't pray for next Sunday services. You shouldn't pray for anything. Just because you say there's nothing between us and the rapture, don't pray for anything except the rapture, according to that theory. And that's nonsense. Uh, I wonder at what point in history it became foolish to pray that God will intervene in the affairs of his church with a mighty demonstration of his glory and of his power. It hasn't happened. Then you've got the other extreme, where people long for the great revival, sometimes because they have views of the spectacular and the magnificent and the, the widespread, the nationwide. And uh, that's the only thing they're willing to pray for. As if that were the normal way that it is in God's work. Now, if you look at the whole history of the church, you find that revivals are normally of fairly brief duration. They are special visitations of God, usually in answer to the fervent prayers of his people in a time of great need. And by the way, just to throw this in to make you think, it never occurs in a time of national prosperity. Just think of that. We're going into a time of not prosperity, but depression. And perhaps, I pray he will, but perhaps the Lord in grace will use it to bring people to their knees. But be that as it may, these are usually fairly brief manifestations of the glorious power of God through the gospel. But we must go on with God every day. We must pray for the normal work of the church, the services, Sabbath by Sabbath, the preaching of the gospel, the outreach ministry, giving out the gospel one-on-one, -on -one, in the home, in the place of work, in the neighborhood, however, whenever the Lord gives the opportunity. We must be praying about those things. In other words, having a burden for revival does not take the place of fulfilling my Christian calling in the duties and details of life, in the church, in the home, as a husband, a wife, a son, a daughter, as a, a workmate, an employer, an employee, whatever. In all these relationships and areas, there are detailed duties that are mine and yours to fulfill. Praying for revival is a wonderful thing. I do it regularly. I have at special prayer meetings for revival, but I never will neglect the ongoing prayer meeting of the church, the daily prayer that is my privilege before God, praying 
to see more of Christ, to know more of Christ, to grow more into Christ, that he may be fully formed in me, that I may love him and know him and serve him and represent him in all the relationships I have mentioned. That's the ongoing duty. Do all that and certainly pray for revival, but avoid the two extremes of not praying at all, having no burden for revival, and putting your eggs all in one basket that there's nothing but revival where you neglect the everyday necessity of living for and serving Christ.